Hey guys, what is up guys? So I'm back on the podcast after a super long time and yeah, it's been a while. It's been like a month or something, but primarily because I had an emergency trip out of Toronto and I couldn't be on the podcast for a really long time. But then we got a couple of big episodes coming up, one with Jim Rogers, that's this Sunday, this Sunday. I don't know if I can stream it live on Instagram or something, but then what choose that I'm going to be putting up the whole audio on the podcast, obviously, because that's why I'm doing the interview. But I'm going to be putting up snippets of that on my Instagram feed as well. And I'm going to be putting more snippets of the podcast that I do by myself, as well as the interviews on Instagram. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, what is up? So today I'm going to be talking about options. So what options are and how you can use them. So number one, what is an option? An option is the right, but not the obligation to go buy a particular security. It could be land, it could be gold, it could be a stock, it could be a laptop, it could be anything. It could be any security, it could be any asset. It doesn't need to be an asset could be just anything anything so an option is the right but not the obligation so you have the right but you don't have to it's kind of like the right to vote you can vote I mean you can vote by all means if you're the citizen of the country you're living in but then you don't have to vote it's just that you have the right to vote so if you want to vote you could vote if you don't want to vote well you don't have to vote and similarly that's how options work if you want to buy or sell a security at the particular price, sure, you can do that. But then if you don't want to, well, that's fine too, because an option is just a right. It's not an obligation. So an option is the right, but not the obligation to buy or sell a security or anything for that matter at a particular price before a particular date. So the particular price is the strike price so i can agree that i'm gonna buy 100 shares of apple at 200 dollars a share before february 2020 that's an option february 2020 is my expiry date or my expiration my expiration date you can call it anything one of the three and uh, and the security in this context is Apple, the 100 shares of Apple at about 200, at $200 a share. So that is an option. Now, obviously, this right doesn't come for free. Similar to your right to vote, you've got to have citizenship. Similarly, here you've got to pay someone. You've got to pay them a premium. So what is this premium? So the premium is basically just sum of money given so that you can obtain the right since you don't get the right for free you've got to pay a sum of money it could be any amount for that matter and you've got to pay it to the person who owns the apple share so that you can buy it from them so the fact of the matter is the option contains basically the option contains the right and for the right you pay a premium That's how far we've got. So now you can either buy an option or you can sell an option. When you want to buy an option, you 
you buy a call option. So when you want to buy an option, what happens is that you pay a premium and you get the right to buy certain uh, to buy a security at a particular price before a particular date. So what that means is that an option to buy Apple shares to buy 100 Apple shares at $200 is a call option and similarly a sh an option to sell 100 shares of Apple at $220 is a put option so if you expect the price to go up then you buy a call option if you expect the price to go down you buy a put option similarly what you could do is you could short a call option and you could go long on a put option now the thing about shorting calls is that the maximum amount you can gain is the premium because you've written a call option so when you sell a call option somebody else pays the premium to you so you get paid a premium for selling the call option but then if, so if the price goes down the value of the premium goes boom and when you sorry when the price goes down the value of the premium goes down zoom and then you can buy it back at a lower premium and you can pocket the difference between the premiums so that is what is the most interesting part about a put option and similar uh, of, about a call option and similarly for a put option if you think the stock price is going up you can short sell a put option and if the price goes up then the value the premium of the put option will go down and that is precisely why you can pocket the difference between the two premiums because you've got to buy it back at a premium you've got to pay a premium but the premium is lower than the premium you obtained when you short sold it so the one thing is that if you hold an option until expiry and the option expires it's going to expire worthless so regardless of what you do, you've got to ensure that you either exercise the option or you sell the option before expiring. Now, what a lot of people have asked me is that, well, I'm just a beginner. Should I be trying out options? No, no, no. You should not be doing options as a beginner. Primarily because number one, stocks are far safer than options because if a stock price goes up 5%, the stock price goes up 5%, that's all that's seen in your portfolio. If an uh, if a stock price goes up 5% and you own options on that stock, you could be in for a huge gain, which is good, or a huge loss. And the thing is, stock prices fluctuate quite a bit every day. It goes up 1%, comes down 1%, but then an option, it's magnified simply because it's a derivative and it uses a measure of implied volatility. It uses a complex formula called the Black-Scholes model. And that defines the price of an option. And as a beginner, you should not be meddling in options. Now, the thing about options is that it magnifies the effect. So if a stock goes up 1%, your option, if you own a call option, could go up 5%, could go up 10%. You never know. It depends on the Black-Scholes inputs. So if you have a high amount of implied volatility, then if I'm not wrong, the value of your uh, premium should go up. The value of your option would go boom, up. And similarly, if a stock goes down and you own a call option, remember I'm saying call, which means 
that you're betting the price would go up but the price went down you could lose a huge amount of money when i say huge i mean huge amount of money and your losses can be massive and it can cause a permanent loss of capital and the thing about options is that you should number one ensure benjamin graham's rule benjamin graham said an investment operation is one that after thorough analysis promises safety of principle and an adequate return number one options provide either massive returns or they don't provide returns at all options don't usually respect benjamin graham's rule they don't respect that you've got to be able to you've got to be able to um, maintain the safety of capital now what uh, what a lot of people say is well what uh, what if i get the direction right because what a lot of people do is they use options to gamble number one primarily because robin hood has no premiums on options if i'm not wrong so they don't pay my, uh, so they barely pay for options if i'm not wrong so they get to gamble and they get to gamble really well the gambles are huge they bet on earnings number one earnings can be predicted beforehand you've got to wait for a company to announce earnings so and when company and now when companies announce earnings there are high frequency traders and that's going to send the stock prices all the way up before you can get a chance at buying an option so if a company beats earnings what's going to happen is that there are many hedge funds there are many proprietary trading firms they employ high frequency trading strategy which means that with the tap of your fingers what's going to happen is that the stock price is going to go all the way up because the high frequency trading computers the programs and that they're going to already send the stock up now similarly what happens is that when it misses earnings and you own a call option you're going to lose a huge amount of money and there goes your safety of principle your safety of principle is primarily the number one thing that could define whether you're going to be a successful investor or not because the number one thing a value investor should be doing is making sure their capital is safe their principle is safe their investment is safe because when you have permanent loss it's impossible to make the money back that's why it's permanent and it can lead to a massive impairment of or an impediment to your future investment returns let's say you have $100 this year you lose 50 you've got to make 100% to get it back and what happens is when people start gambling on options what they do is they try and they bet a huge amount of money basically their entire account they don't follow any risk management they don't follow any position sizing kind of principles what they do is they just go all in on the option and if if it if it pays off big good for them but when you're gambling you should remember that you've got a huge risk of loss and you should only be betting on options as a beginner i'm not talking about the advanced guys as a beginner you should only be betting on options betting using options with money you can lose permanently if you lost one time if you put in $1000 and you don't know what you're doing well you should be prepared to say goodbye to the money and eventually what's going to happen is that money is going to go away now there are a lot of different strategies with options number one there are strategies like strangles straddles iron condors etc number one a beginner investor should not be meddling with any of them these are all hedging advanced 
hedging and advanced strategies that are primarily used by more advanced investors and more advanced traders who who know what they're doing, who have a strong understanding of how financial economics works, and who know that, well, I know exactly how this iron condor is structured. I know that within this price range, I will 100% make money. And there's a very, very high chance that it's actually going to stay in that range. And that is your number one key to being a successful investor. Got to ensure that you've got a high amount of certainty. They've got a high amount of certainty on options. You've not got to that stage yet. You shouldn't be meddling with options. I personally, I don't meddle with options myself. But then if you want to meddle with options, do it with money you can lose. Anyway, I'll let that stay in your head. Do it with money you can lose before you actually learn the game. Because options are a completely different game from stocks. Stocks are more, you know, calm, cool. They don't go down much. They don't go, well, of course, they don't go up much either. If a stock goes up 1%, the option can go up 5%, 10% even. If a stock goes down, the stock goes down 1% to 5%, your options can collapse. They can collapse. Not even kidding you. They can collapse real big. And that is precisely the number one. The number one thing that is terrible about options. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know my account recently got hacked. It got hacked on Instagram. And go check me out at elite underscore investing. If that's not available, I've probably rebranded the account. I'm trying to build a personal brand here. This is going to stay the elite investing show. And for all of you listeners out there, I'm going to call it elite investor. So if you want to check out my Instagram, go check out elite investor. And I'm going to do the same for Twitter as well. So at the moment, it's elite underscore investing. But within a couple of days, it's going to become elite investor. And it's going to become a personal brand dedicated to investing. And I'll see you soon.